Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. And today I want to continue the discussion that we've been having throughout February, which is let's talk about the stock market. I know, so exciting, huh? Well, it's exciting to me, and I love talking about it because I want to break it down in such a simple format. You know, when people think of the stock market, it scares some of them. They don't understand how it works. So let me make it as generic and as simple as possible. I kind of look at it like going to a grocery store. When you go in a grocery store, what do you see? Well, you see all these companies that have their different products that they're putting out on the shelves that they're asking you to buy. And if you're smart, and you have your list with you, you will successfully navigate that store and only get what's on your list. But if you don't have a grocery list, or if you go hungry and you go into a grocery store, yeah, we all know what's going to happen, right? Overspending, buying things that you thought you needed, something that caught your eye. Oh, that's so much like the stock market. When we don't understand why we're going into it and what companies we want to buy what stocks. Then when we get in, we hear about, oh, this shiny new company over here. Well, we got to put that into our grocery basket. And then something over here, wow, there's big signs all around it and arrows pointing to it. So definitely got to buy that one too. And before we know it, we look in our grocery cart and there's this smorgasbord of all these different companies and they don't really flow together. How are you going to make dinner with that? You know, when we look at the stock market, there has to be a reason why we go in it. What are we looking for and what are we going to take out of it? Because it pertains to us. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm in the grocery store, I do look in other people's carts. I look to see what they're buying and I think, oh, that's interesting. 12 bags of Dorito with Diet Coke and licorice. Wonder what's for dinner in that household. But then you have others where it's all your vegetables. And I'm not saying I want to go eat there either. I'm just saying each person in the grocery store knows what their life is going to be like, knows what their tastes and preferences are. So they're going to buy accordingly. It would be foolish of me to look at their grocery carts, the person on my right and the person on my left, because there tends to always seem to be a line in one particular store. And if I look in those lines and see what they have, and then I go back into the aisles and pick the same thing, how does that help me? It really doesn't because I don't know what recipes they're using. I just know my recipes and what me and my husband and my family likes to eat. And so that's what I want to put together. The same thing applies with the stock market. Understanding how to go shopping for what's right for your family which is why a lot of times when you meet with financial advisors, they should be sitting down with you and saying, hey, before we go shopping, before we're going to pick things out and put them in the basket, what do you like? What is it that you're looking for? How much risk can you handle? You know, when I go out to eat, my husband and I, I always get the spicy, like, hello, that's the best. Not for George. 
George is no spicy and no salt, please. I'm like, but that's why he likes it. And that keeps his stomach happy. And then we're all happy. Well, because I know that I like the spicy, I can ask for that. And the spicier, the better. If my spicy was to get over to George's pile, to his dinner, he would be up all night and he'd probably boycott ever going to that restaurant again. So when we understand our risk tolerance, what we really like and we can handle, well, then that helps us when we're making the portfolio. Some people can't handle, which doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means, hey, where I'm at in life, what I'm doing, what my tastes are, what my goals are, I don't need the spicy on fire, make it all growth. I want something that I'm sleeping good at night. So I say all of that before we go into our predictions today, because it's so important to understand the stock market isn't as scary as we think it is. It's just a big meeting place where all these companies hawk their wares. Hey, come buy my stock. I got the best stock. You need my stock. And then over there, someone's like, oh, no, 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 no. You got to buy that stock from me. And every day, the price can change. Well, because have you ever gone in, <clears throat> think back a few years, and you were leisurely going down the aisle and past someone who had two grocery carts full of toilet paper? Oh my gosh, there must be a run on toilet paper, which there was. So what did that do to the price? Right. It made it go up. All of a sudden, it was more in demand. So now you're paying some ridiculous price for toilet paper. So when we look at stocks, the same thing can happen. There can be a buzz about a stock or they can say, oh, this stock is so big, this company will never fail. We've heard that before, right? And where people will begin paying a premium, paying above what it's technically really worth because they want to own it. And there are things when I go in the grocery store that I'm like, yeah, Crystal, that is really not a good price. And I say, yep, and I'm going to savor every moment of it when I eat it. So there are things that we can buy that are overpriced. And guess what? It's okay if our cash flow allows it. But just understanding these things can help put it in per, a proper perspective when we're talking about the market. Now, at the beginning of the month, I started talking about predictions that were out there. And I want to talk a little bit about that. And don't worry, we will get to predictions and we'll finish up this month with prediction. It'll be predictions all this month because that's what's out there. People don't know yet. You know when they will know? December 31st. At the end of the day, after the markets close, then they will be able to tell you what the stock market was going to do for 2024. But what was important is at the beginning of this month, I wanted to talk about well, where we've come from, because that's important to say, okay, well, I see where we're going, but where have I been? And what were the things that I saw back then that, hi, it's starting to repeat itself? You know, people say to me, Crystal, Aren't you nervous about the market or do you get overexcited about the market? I've been doing this now almost 25 years. Nope. It's just like, where are we in the cycle? And walking clients through that, which I think is good that I'm not afraid or not overly excited because I can see it as it's just a grocery store. What groceries are we picking for you today? And hopefully that'll alleviate some fears. I actually had some emails and conversations with people from South Carolina, from people from 
uh, California that are tuning in to our podcast, the YouTube channel. And one of the things they said is, I want to walk away from our conversations when I hear you talking on the radio or on the YouTube, and I want to have a piece about it. So hopefully that comparison about the grocery store can give you some peace of, okay, it's not as intimidating as as it may seem like, and you go into the grocery store with a plan. Now, today what I wanted to talk about is some of the top 10 predictions, but they're not going to be from Bob Dahl, the chief economic officer or the chief investment officer at Crossmark. This actually is coming from another organization, which I have had the pleasure of having conversation with them. And uh, we have some history together. And they make their predictions tongue in cheek. Their predictions pretty much stay the same every year. And they get it right every year. So I want to go through these with you and do a little chuckle as we do, and then we'll get to the more serious CIO, CEO, LMNOPs that are telling us what the stock market will be like. Is that fair enough? Because I think sometimes we take things a little bit too seriously. Not that money isn't serious, but in our quest to need clarity all the time. And we've got to understand how everything's going to work because that's what's going to show us what to do. We often lead by externals instead of leading from the internal. Instead of saying, this is what I know I want for me and my family. Now I'm going to look outward and find the pieces to put together. We look outwards and say, well, what are the predictions? And based on the predictions, I'm going to put together my puzzle. And it just doesn't work that way. That's why, again, I'm encouraging you, when you're sitting down with your advisor, one of the first things that you should be doing is, here's my goals. Here's what's important to me. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. And then putting that plan together. Then from there, then we begin to fill the grocery basket. So here we go. Let's go through the top. uh, Let's just see if we can get through eight of them today. The top eight predictions. And this is something that I got from Nepsis Capital Management, which is a flashback from the past. But it always amused me because when I would talk to Mark, it was the same thing over and over. So let's go through the first one. And I want to make some comments as we go through it. You know, my thought process in this month isn't just to give the predictions, it's to talk about the thought process behind them so that we make sure that we don't get tripped up in it. You know, predictions can be like that sale flyer from the grocery store. Hey, look what's on sale this week. And because we think, oh, well, it's on sale, I better buy it. That's not always true. So let's go to prediction number one, which is investors will continue to see the predictions on the S&P 500 will end in 2024 to be wrong, with the potential consequences of investors piling in on overpriced assets and missing out on great companies on sale. Okay, so let me just say that in English. What he's saying is he predicts that many of the predictions that are coming for 2024 are going to be so wrong, completely wrong, and he's been right every year that he's predicted this. And what happens is this. We see the sales flyer of the predictions. We react. We grab our grocery cart or we grab our phone and we call our advisor and say, buy, buy, buy all of these things because this is what they said is the hottest thing out here. 
One of the things I'm hoping to do on today's program, if not, it'll probably be next week. I want to talk about the power of, of buy, the dollar cost averaging when we're buying something consistently and we're gradually continuing to do it until there's a suddenly that happens. So I'm just going to deviate right here for a moment. I just got back from Kingdom Advisor and one of the most powerful things that they had talked about was not dollar cost averaging. It was actually, they were talking, it was Mark. Uh, Pat, Mark Batterson, uh, in the pit with a lion on a snowy day. Have you ever read that book? So he was talking and he was talking about there's graduals in life where you just continue to do the right thing over and over and over. And then there's a suddenly, gradually, gradually, suddenly. And I thought, that's so cool. That is what we want in our lives, right? To continually do the right thing. That's what we want in our spiritual life. We want in our relationships, but that also applies to finances because think about it. Gradually, I'm going to put a little bit in. I'm going to next month, I'm going to put a little bit more in and I'm going to put a little more in. I remember people calling me and they're like, Crystal, there's really not much money in this account. I'm like, yep, keep going. It's never going to change. Keep going. Until one day they came in, they're like, oh. <gasps> Look at that. Just put it right up there. They're getting their cameras out. They're taking a picture of how much money's in their accounts. Why? Because they had it gradually, gradually, suddenly. And I believe that as we do the right things, as we focus and do what the task is at hand, on days we're going to feel like we are making progress. Oh, yeah. You love those days. I love those days where it's check mark, check mark, check mark. And then there are days when I just made it through the day. I know you guys don't have those, but I have those days where I'm like, George will say, how was your day? I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> but gradually, gradually, and then we have suddenlies in our life. I think the same thing applies when we're looking at investments. And that's why when it says in the second half of that prediction that he says where potential consequences of investors will be that they will buy overpriced assets, overpriced toilet paper and miss out on the great companies that are on sale. See, a lot of times, because of our comparison, because we want to be known to have, be in the in crowd and have the in thing, think of those new Stanley Cups everyone carries around and lifts weights with them. They're so excited because they got the in thing. And yet over here, there might be another cup that actually works better and they get it at a better deal. But because this is the in thing, that's where they go. And that's what Mark means when he says, listen, you're going to be told that all these things are in the sales flyer that are on sale in the market this year, and you're going to believe it and might be wrong. And over here, you're going to miss those companies that were down. When I think of down companies, companies that maybe aren't performing at their peak level, I think about as long as their cash flow is right, their leadership is still strong. You look at their PE ratios, all the different components of that business, and you realize, no, it's just not its day in the sun. I'm still going to get that because, remember, I'm filling my grocery basket, and I know that fits in it. And I believe that when we have days where we're just looking at what everyone's touting, and we don't go back and look at what's really the foundational pieces, we miss buying opportunities. We have one stock. 
which is now part of what they call the Magnificent Seven, not the guns, but you know, those all those different stocks that they have right now that are literally controlling the stock market, driving it, in my opinion. And we've looked at that and we bought that stock way back, well, must be 10 years ago, seven to 10. I apologize. I should have looked at the actual year. But the percentage of growth that has happened in that is phenomenal. Right now, my clients think that I'm a genius, which I will take that. They're like, Crystal, how did you know? It just was something that looked right, that I knew needed to be in the basket, and yet there was no fanfare. As it stayed in the basket, I would look at it just like, hey, if you're buying tomatoes, right? And you put a tomato, before you put it in the basket, you're going to look to make sure it's not too squishy. There's no black mark. There's no worm waving, like all that. But when you get home, you still look at it. You have to still compare what you've gotten. But when you do the right foundational and you know what you own and your advisor can explain to you, this is why you own it, which I was able to do to them then by letting it sit and ride the entire time, we can be in the position we are today. So I guess that was my very long way of saying, listen, you're going to see sales flyers this year of the best stocks to own. A, they're not always right. And B, don't overlook the other stocks that have strong foundational qualities, strong cash flow that maybe don't have the favor or the spotlight because these are could be great opportunities to say, yeah, I'm going to pick up some shares of that and begin putting that in my portfolio. Well, what we're going to do, I'm looking at the clock. We're going to take a quick 60 second break. And then my hope is, is that we'll at least be able to go through prediction number two. And we'll be back with more crystal clear finances. Investment allocation and location can be complementing strategies when it comes to finances. This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. Investment allocation deals with your risk tolerance. How conservative or growth-oriented are you? Investment location is about positioning those investments in a way that can be most tax-efficient. Unfortunately, many just focus on the allocation and resources are lost to taxes because investments end up in the wrong location. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 and make sure your investment allocation and location are in the right place for you. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Thank you as always for joining me. I love having these opportunities to talk together and boy, can I talk. I'm looking at my list and saying, hey, I needed to go through eight predictions. I thought I was doing great cutting it down from 10 to eight. So sorry, Charlie, doesn't appear to be that way, but we're having fun and most of all, I pray that this is giving you clarity, that you're beginning to say, hey, I never thought of the stock market as a supermarket. I never thought of the sales flyer or the coupons that are going out and how that impacts my buying in the natural. And why wouldn't it impact your buying now in the financial realm, in the stock market, or how you talk with your advisor to say, this is what I want in my portfolio. So we did point number one. So let's go on to prediction number two. And prediction number two is that investors will continue to see company stock prices, as well as the stock market, move up 
and then move down irrationally. It always does. Remember, you don't invest in the stock market. You invest in companies. So we've got to look at that. When you go into your grocery store, if you're going into Market 32, you're going to go to Price Chopper. When you go in there, you aren't buying Price Chopper, are you? No. You're buying the kale for your protein shake, the blueberries to make it so you can swallow the kale in your protein shake. You're buying the chicken. You're buying whatever it is to put in your basket. But you're not buying Price Chopper or Market 32. You're buying what it holds. Same thing with the stock market. You're not buying the stock market. You're buying pieces of companies that are in it that you can put into your own basket. And that's what we want to make sure that you have an understanding with that. Understanding it with the market, and I want to be careful for compliance, the market goes up and it goes down, but this is a natural part of the cycle. And I'm not going to get into where we went last week when we talked about business cycles and the infancy and the adolescence and the maturity of a business, and then the bureaucracy that comes and either kills a business or you flip it and you reinvent it. What we really need to realize is, first of all, the market will probably be volatile this year. In fact, when I get into the conversation that Bob Dahl put out for his predictions, one of the things that he talked about was the fact that he foresees the market going really good until it's not. (laughs) And when he says it's not, he's thinking, and this again is according to Crossmark Global and the top 10 predictions from Bob Dahl is that it's going to taper off. So this fun in the sun and the party and all exciting, hey, the stock market's hitting all these highs, which everyone's excited about, they're not seeing that that's going to continue that way through the year. They think it's going to go up and then just kind of level out. And that's okay. As long as you remember, you're just buying what you need to buy to make the recipes to help your financial future and your family. You know, there are different times when a downturn in the market can be scary. You think of those individuals who are retiring. Right now, they're loving it. The market's up. My account is high. My 401k, I'm feeling good. But when it's the market's going down, people get afraid to retire. Their risk tolerance changes. And that, again, is another reason why we have to put a plan together. We can't wait for the stock market to be good, to be on a high, because what goes up usually must come down. So you've got to have a plan that says, okay, this is actually a cycle. This is a lap around the grocery store. Where do I need to be shopping in? Do I need to stay on the outer edges? Do I need to go down which aisles? How do I do this in accordance to where my age is, my risk tolerance, my life cycle? So you've got your market cycles, you've got your business cycles, and you have your life cycle. And yes, you can change. But here's the problem is people say, oh, well, my risk tolerance will change. And then next week it changed. And then next week it would change. And it's funny because it seems to change in accordance to every time the market changes. That's not a risk tolerance change in my opinion. That's just following the market. And you can't trust the market. You've got to figure out what companies you want to own. All right, so I want to go to the next one while we still have time. And prediction number three is investors will continue to focus on short-term or historical performance, and in doing so, will be distracted from making intelligent long-term investment decisions and focusing 
on their financial plan. Unfortunately, I really agree with this because we see the shiny bouncing ball, which we have been taught to do forever. Thank you to social media and everything. But we have learned to do that and we forget there is a plan. It's very hard right now when you're watching the Magnificent Seven and you're watching still the FANG stocks to say, okay, I'm going to stay focused. Now, that doesn't mean you don't sit down with your advisor and say, hey, do I have any of these stocks in my portfolio? Do I want to have these stocks in my portfolio? And then really deciding what's right for you. Chances are it may be well, I don't want to give any compliance uh, advice. So, but it's something that you would talk with your advisor about. My point is, though, is that you've got to stay on focus and live your own story. Oh, I can squeeze in one more. So be with me. So it says, number four for the prediction, investors will continue to allow their emotions to get the best of them and make investment decisions emotionally as opposed to fundamentally. Now, According to medium.com, one of the questions that they asked was, why do 90% of traders fail? Because most traders or investors lose because they can't control their actions that their emotions cause them to make. Think about that. It's not that the numbers were wrong, okay? Maybe I'm hungry today. That's why I'm using the food analogy. But if you put tomatoes and beef and potatoes and carrots. And I know what I'm going to make when I go home. You ever watch Chop? Everyone gets the same basket, but there's four different uh, menus or platings that they do. Because what they do is they say, okay, based on what I know, I'm going to make it this way. When we let our emotions get in, we begin to tangle things up Whereas, wait a minute, there is a way. It wasn't the, the pot roast fault, the potatoes fault, the carrots fault, or the onions fault that it turned out horrible. Could have been the person that was making it. And when we let our emotions get involved, that's what brings the problem. You know, I talk a lot about the fact that we need to have that emotional intelligence. We need to have spiritual intelligence, emotional intelligence, and then mechanical intellectual intelligence. That's what creates that wealth. We have to have each of those components. But we look at the mechanical processes of the stock market and we're like, that's what I need. If I can just find out, tell me what the stock market's going to do this year, that's what I'm going to do. Nine times out of 10, I wonder, this is not proven, I wonder if I went up to everyone and said, this is what I truly believe the stock market would do and gave them the keys, would they follow it even when things go down? And that's the hard part. As a financial planner, sitting down with someone and saying, listen, I know it feels fun in the supermarket right now. You're in a stock market and things are going up and I'm so thrilled. You're finding some good deals and you are loving like they're playing Christmas music over the loudspeaker. But there is most likely going to come a day when it's not going to be fun to go shopping. When you're going to look at something and say, I paid $30 for this roll of toilet paper and now it's only $5? Oh, I want a refund or I'm frustrated or I made a bad decision. Why don't we just start holding the course? Well, I'm looking at my list and I'm looking at the clock and I'm realizing we're running out of time and we've only covered one, two, three, four. 
Let me just do one. I don't even have time for one more, but I will ask you to join me next week because what happens is a lot of times as we look at our finances, or maybe, maybe you don't, but I know what happens to me is I walk into a place and I look at it and I find the one thing that's wrong and that's the thing I have to fix, which is really what makes me a great financial planner. Maybe not so appreciative as a wife. And that's the one thing. So we got to fix it. We look at our finances many times the same way. Oh, this isn't working. And I heard that someone else has a better picture, has a better grocery cart, has whatever analogy you want to use. We want theirs, not ours. And what we have to realize is what is it that we're trying to make? Work with your financial advisor to come up with a plan that says, okay, this is what's right for me and my family. And yes, I will listen to all the predictions that are out there. I'll gain some wisdom from it, but I'm not going to be thrown way off course or change my whole way of doing things. I may make tweaks. I may bring an advice, uh, something to my advisor and say, hey, Crystal said this. What do you think? But you have a plan. And I want to encourage you, if you don't have a plan, then please give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Let's make a financial plan so you can safely go grocery shopping in the stock market. And then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.